have to you just have to roll with it. Tom Pavert says there's a three letter acronym that explains all this. Ralph just got kind of <laughs> now. Wait a minute. That's not. <laughs> Okay. Um, so we're live here on the kill stream. Pretty good support today already. Uh oh, there's Jesse. Hold on. Let me see. Can you hear hey, me? He's up. What's up? How's it going, Jesse? All is well. Sorry about being late. I'm black. You're black, that's correct. Tommy Sotomayor is also black and he's not here and he was scheduled, so um, That's amazing that black people are always late, huh? <laughs> Yeah, somebody in chat mentioned that. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take it there, but uh, like I said, he's scheduled, but he's not here. And he told me he was good and all that. So if he shows up, we'll we'll do what we planned. If not, maybe we'll just talk about porn in general because that's what we were going to talk about anyway. Right. Um, well, the reason all the I, I don't like excuses because at one time when I was doing radio, and whenever I would invite black guests, they would always be late. And so I got to the point that at, that when they're late, I don't have more. I cancel their show. Their segment. Well, it's because, it's hard but, because but having, go ahead, finish that. I'm having issues in my studio, so we're here on the laptop right now. Yeah, I I I, I don't think I've seen you uh, there on the laptop, so I was a little surprised by that too. But yeah, it's it's good. You look good. Um, I. You know, it is hard once you like schedule something around, <laughs> uh, around uh, an appearance, and then they don't show up and stuff. I know. Um, so it, it, you know, from like being that. a sh yeah, I don't like that either. Uh, but maybe he's got a reason. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to be mean or anything. Maybe something happened. Uh, who knows? But yeah, it can really derail your plans. Uh, and you know, from having your own show. When does your show air? By the way, before we get into porn. Hey, duh. My show aired Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. And it's heard around the world by everybody and their mama. Is this fine right here? Yeah, I think so. Huh? That's fine. Yeah. I don't need earplugs. It sounds like great. Oh, I need earplugs. Okay, hold on. They're, they're giving me Go ahead. Earplugs. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Just uh, shoot. You that. recognize this guy? I I do actually. What's up, Hake? I hope you're doing well, man. <laughs> Hake's been on the kill stream several times himself. Which one left and which is right? This one is. Here. I feel like an old man. I think that's right. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a handicap. <laughs> can you you can hear me though, right? Is that audio better? Hold on. Am I supposed to hear out of him? No, you're supposed to speak out of him. Oh, not hear out of him. Well, you're supposed to hear too. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What? The camera may be taking the hearing part of it. Is this sound better? It wasn't sounding bad to me. No, it's his. Does it sound better to you? Yeah, it sounds fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine now? Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't that bad before, but yeah, I think it's a little bit better. It wasn't that bad before, guys. I want to ask you something before we get rolling. Sure, go ahead. The last time we talked on my show, I wanted to ask you when you were going through all this stuff. Yeah. We don't need to bring it all up, but how come you were putting your private stuff out there? Because yeah, it's funny because my, my it's not a normal thing to do. Because people hate evil. People hate. They love to inflict pain on people. Why were you doing that? 
Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I was talking to my staffer last night, and he said you need to stop doing that, actually, is what he said, uh, because that's not smart. And, uh, you know, people attack your personal relationships, and they, you know, spread a bunch of gossip. And, you know, it kind of becomes their entertainment to, to yeah. mess with that. And, yeah, I, you know, I just kind of got in that habit. Um, I won't talk about anybody specifically, but uh, traditionally, you know, whoever I'm with or whatever has kind of been a, a part of the show and, and stuff like that. Um, but you're right. I don't think that that's – it's not smart. It can be fun, you know, uh, and when things are going good, it's fun. But uh, it gives people uh, another way to attack you, and they're, they're pretty nasty about it. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just a mistake that I made and kind of got into yeah. that. I understand. When we were always told growing up that, especially men, but people, period, should not put their private life in the streets like that because the human heart is evil. Human beings are wicked, you know, they're evil, and they get a false sense of life and they feel better about them being wrong when they can attack other people. And so when you put yourself out there like that, you're feeding evil to attack you because they're not trying to help you. They're trying to hurt you so they can feel better. And so it's just not good for anyone to do it, but especially men. Yeah, you're right. You're a hundred percent right. Uh, and people get, you can see that they take joy in it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. especially people who have something against you already and, and you know, they're, they're feasting uh, on that, and yeah, it's been a it's been a bad habit of mine to put too much uh, personal stuff out there. And I guess you know, you're right. Like I, I couldn't imagine, uh, you know, my dad or my grandpa or something like that putting all their their stuff out there. Um, but not an excuse for me being an idiot. But it's kind of, it's encouraged a lot these days. You know what I mean with with social media and everybody's posting about their relationship or and all this stuff. Uh, you know what I mean. You see it too, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. But it's it's all it's false anyway, really. Um, like yeah. e even when you're what you're putting out there, it's like the best times or you know uh, the best moment, you know, so it can look yeah. good for everybody else. Uh, and that's not really what a relationship uh, is, right? Like, I mean, there's right. a lot of moments that aren't the best uh, as yeah. well, and you're and you're trying to project this um, presentation for people basically. So it's kind of phony yeah. anyway. It is pretty much promoted by women for men to do that, and I've noticed that women females are having a heavy influence on the male today and they tell men that you're supposed to be emotional you're supposed to feel something you're supposed to tell everybody your troubles you're supposed to do this and a lot of males are falling for that and they're starting to think and act like females they attack a man is supposed to lead the way and you know and guide the way and understand things but most female uh, most males today think like females and so they They've been encouraged by other females, their mothers and other females to act like women. So that's one of the reasons you see a lot of males doing that. They're not leading the way they're following the women. And they really feel like what they are doing is normal because in their mind and emotion, they have their mother's identity and they have identified with that as a norm. And so it's easy now for men to be influenced in the way of the woman rather than the woman rather than the man influencing the woman out of her hell men go into their hell into the woman's hell and, and they love it they love being like females 
Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, honestly, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've uh, done, putting the personal out there so much, yeah. it is a little fem feminine to do that, right? Um, now, that's the culture. That's the culture, though. I mean, it's not, right. you know, outside the culture, um, but it's just not a smart way uh, to be. I mean, you're supposed to be. And I guess I'm used to, you know, being bombastic and throwing everything out there. Uh, but <laughs> you should hold that. Uh, you should hold part of yourself uh to your to yourself right to your private life um yeah. because when it becomes public it's not the same thing anymore either uh and so you're changing your relationship uh because instead of something you know that's dealt with behind closed doors and you know it's 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 more of a thing you share together in private uh it becomes a public thing that the public shares in and it's not good usually when yeah. that happens uh so yeah i think that it was a mistake, I have to say. Yeah, I, yeah, that's why, you know, God said that we must be born again. We must return to the spirit of the father. But most people don't do that. They stay in the spirit of the mother, which is evil. And they love their thrills. They love their they love their hell. And they try to inflict their hell on others. And if you don't want to be a part of that hell, they'll build an army against you, trying all they can to bring you back into their hell because hell cannot handle one free person. It can't handle it. It reminds me of the blacks when one black person tried to, or they escaped from the plantation of the democratic party or the black thinking way, they build an army and the blacks go after you to try to bring you back into that same dark mentality. Evil cannot stand the light. And evil will build an arm against you to go after one person to bring them back into the hell. Well, you're so right about that, too, because there's been some points where I've tried to pull back. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. okay, I, I realize what's yeah. happening here. I should stop. I should stop participating yeah. in this. And then, you know, a person female usually like i said like you know what i mean like a past relationship or whatever they don't want that yeah. uh and the people and it's not just female the other people who are addicted to it too and who are like involved in it they don't want you to leave they don't want right. you to stop and they'll do any type of dirty thing uh to pull you back in and really you just gotta ignore it you gotta just stay in yourself but it's easy very easy to get pulled back in because they they love the hell they love their misery and they want to bring others to be misery too. That's why you should never fight with the devil. It's just two devils fighting when you're fighting with them. The devil in your thoughts, because all thoughts and emotions are evil, they're wrong. So you shouldn't fight with the devil in your mind and you shouldn't fight with the devil outside of you, inside of others. It's just devils fighting and nothing getting resolved. And that's what hell is. Hell is the same way. It is hell on earth when you fight with the devil. The devil has no power, he, he has no authority. He's been defeated. And if you fight with him, he get a false sense of power. He get a false sense of life. But they're miserable because what they try to do to you, they're really doing it to themselves. And if you don't let them into your world, they cannot touch you at all. So what's some good advice for if you're getting sucked back in or if somebody's trying to, uh, pull you back in. They're putting posts on social media. They're doing whatever. Um, they know you're going to see it. Um, maybe they're, maybe kids are involved. Maybe some other stuff's involved. What is some good advice uh, for a, ma a man uh, to, uh, I guess, get away from that if if they're in that cycle? No response at all. 
lay your weapons down, no fight. Just work on your life. You live as a free person and don't give room to the devil, the evil people at all. And then what will happen, not only will they try to fight you, but they'll build an army against you. And then in that army, they have built their turn on each other because the devil has to fight with someone in order to get a false sense of life. And so they'll just find somebody else to fight with if they can't fight with you. They want your soul. They want to feel alive, even though it's death, but they call it life. They want to feel alive. That's why they attack you or, or, the, or themselves or anyone to try to get a process of life. They're looking for a thrill. And whatever that thrill is, it makes them feel alive when really they're dying. So just don't fight at all. I, I wouldn't take any thought at all about what they're saying, what they think. That's uh, It has nothing to do with you. It's on them. So I would just lay my weapon down. Now, why are they like that in the first place? Because their hearts are evil. They're, they're evil. They're wicked at heart. And they're trying to find some type of way to get a false sense of life. And they can never find it. They can never find peace within themselves. They can never find perfect peace or inwardly they have so much conflict. They can't even live with themselves. So they need some form of excitement in order to try to stay alive. So it's about receiving what they think is life. They get a thrill, but that thrill only lasts for a minute. Then they have to find another thrill and another thrill and another because it's never enough because it's not real life. And so when you fight with them, you're participating in giving your life over to them. And that's what they want. They want to destroy your soul so they can feel alive. Their hearts are evil. Now, is that why they turn? We can steer it a little bit here. Um, drug use, pornography. We're going to talk about pornography today, too. Is that Does any of that like enter into the equation? Is that them trying to feel alive, too? or 100%. It's all about the thrill of it. And dead people, meaning people who have fallen away from the Father, they need some form of thrill because when they have been turned away from the fathers by their mothers, they're, they're lost and they have a lot of conflict in their thoughts, in their emotions, and everything. And so they're looking for some form of thrill rather than getting to know themselves and turn back to the Father. And the Father will fulfill them. He will give them that Father love and nothing will be missing. But they're looking for some form of thrill, whether it's in drugs, sex, alcohol, uh, attacking other people, attacking themselves. They love the th thrill of feeling guilty. They love the thrill of feeling depressed and sad and lonely and lost and confused. They, they love the thrill of it because they've been turned away from the father and they're living in hell. And that's what pornography is all about. Pornography, when you really think about it, it's just about the thrill of it. You're having conflict. You feel like something is missing. And so you look at pornography or whatever you do, and it, it makes you feel a little alive inside, and then you do the whole thing and it gives you a false sense of life, but it only lasts for a minute, and now you need more and more of it because it's only lasts for a minute because it doesn't it doesn't turn your heart from anger, from hate to love. It only feeds your ego to make you feel alive. 
Now, have you dealt with some people? I know you counsel a lot of people and, and help a lot of people in life uh, on your show. You know, you talk to people about their problems. You talk to, to me about my problem, actually, on your show. Uh, have you talked to anybody who's dealt with, like, severe issues with pornography uh, in their life? For the last 30-some years, I've dealt with men and women. I was surprised. I didn't know that women were into that, too. And yeah, uh, I, I've talked to uh, and almost all races, if not all races, around the world. And they so addicted to it. And they talk about how when they first did it, they got this amazing thrill from it. It's like hitting, hitting, hitting a joint or cocaine or something. When you first smoke it, you get an amazing highlight, all this well. And you think that life is beautiful, things are working. And so when they first did it and they get that excitement of it, they they feel like they want more of that excitement, the thrill, right? And so they get more and more into it. And the next thing they know, they're like totally into it. But the interesting thing about it, they never get that same thrill that they got when they first did it. And that's why they keep doing it. They do it more than once a day, more than three times time a day, because they're addicted to the thrill, not realize that the thrill is the, the drug that's drawing them in. Because it's not the uh, the pornography itself, but it's the thrill that comes from the pornography that draws them in. And then they start to feel guilty. They judge themselves for doing it. Oh, I hate myself for that. I can't believe I keep doing it. Because they've been told that it's wrong to do that. And so now they're judging themselves based on what they've been told that is wrong. But pornography itself is not wrong but the but the the reason you are doing it is wrong you're trying to escape your conflict you're trying to make yourself feel better you're trying to find peace and so instead of dealing with the real problem you're using a substitute like pornography or whatever right to try to make yourself feel better but if you dealt with the root of the cause the root of the problem you wouldn't have to reach outside of yourself or anything because you will eventually be free and you will have perfect peace and you will be able to do all things in moderation rather than do it in a way where you're trying to find peace. Now, do you think pornography kind of like um, warps views on sexuality and like, you know, gets people to participate in some kind of warps their mind about sexuality? Do you think that that's a problem too? Absolutely. If you're using it for the wrong reason, if you're doing it to escape your inner conflict, your, your, your worries, your anxiety, the fear, the anger, if you're trying to do it to make yourself feel better, it will because one time it's not enough. One magazine or whatever is not enough. And so you do it. You find yourself doing anything to try to get a, a thrill again that matches the first thrill. And that's what the problem. So you, you do some crazy stuff, man. It's like chasing that high. <laughs> you really nailed it. Yeah, you really know it, it. It really is like that. Um, now you mentioned women. I was surprised to find this out over the years too. I, you know, when I was growing up, 
of course, porn kind of exploded in the 90s when I was a kid. Um, and, you know, it's only gotten more uh, since then. But it kind of really became something you could easily uh, obtain in the 90s. Uh, but used to be uh, girls my age, they would deny watching porn. Like, they, they would, no, right. I don't do that. Uh, but I've, I've been with many women, and they, they watch a, a lot of porn. Uh, and women that I've talked to and not, not been officially with, uh, women watch porn as much as men. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, and that's, that is kind of shocking. Yeah. That's because women, they're looking for the love of a father. They're looking for the love. They, they too need to return to the father just as a man does. You need to return to the father because he's been turned away and he's lost. So women are lost as well. And especially nowadays because they can't find men who can deal with them in a perfect way. The men are afraid of them. The men are catering to them. The men uh, uh, won't correct them because the men have been taught by their mothers and in the schools and in the media and everything that they need to act like a woman and to be to be like a woman. So when these women get with a man, instead of getting the help they need to bring them out of their hell, they, they end up getting screwed but it doesn't satisfy them. It doesn't make them free. And so it only make them worse and they can't help themselves. They're looking for the love of a father. And that's why they're into it as well. And a lot of the men end up turning the women into sluts and the woman end up doing it because she want a man so badly, which is natural for a woman to want a man, but she want him in an unnatural way now. And so they end up turning the women into sluts and so now the woman believes she has control over him and he thinks he has control over her. And you, you have a battle going on where both are trying to control each other, but all you have is two devils fighting, trying to get control and neither is free. And that's why the women are really into it too. It's been promoted in the schools. It's been promoted everywhere that a woman should act like a man and she's just like a man. And any woman that get into pornography and, masturbation, all that crap, she is becoming a male. Not a man, but a male. She's taking on the male way and a man taking on the woman's way. Yeah, and I was going to lead into um, OnlyFans. Of course, it's all related, uh, but uh, women are bombarded. I mean, the whole, everybody is, but uh, if you're a young woman and you look good or even somewhat good, you're bombarded with the idea that you should show your, um, I'll, I'll censor it here for you, but show your private parts uh, online for money. Yeah. And yeah. you see these women, some of them make a lot of money, Jesse. Uh, and, you know, that's the idea that you can get in that and make a lot of money. The real truth is not that, you know, most of them don't uh, make yeah. a lot of money. And all that stuff's out there forever now. And, you know, later on in your life, you, you'll regret it because you know it's wrong. Like you said, everybody knows uh, this stuff is wrong really i mean morally uh to go out there and do that um or it's just not good you just know that right you can feel that right. anybody can feel that um so what do you think about the only fans uh craze i guess it's it's only gotten more and more the last few years at, at, at my gym uh you can you look at these women nowadays and you just feel for them man they're lost and they're looking for love they're looking for the love of a father but they have been they have discovered that they can control the man they can take his money. They can make them. They can make the men buy them houses and vacations and and 
take them to whatever cafe, not the Cheesecake Factory. They don't want to go to the Cheesecake Factory. I saw that. Factory. You saw that too. <laughs> but they know that the only thing that the man wants from them is sex. They know that. And they are now, that's why they're doing the stuff online, the naked stuff. But what I've been talking to, oh, let me just finish. At, the, at my gym, all the women have these big old bought butts that look like yoga balls. Yeah. And when you're sitting Brazilian down, butt like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks like they're sitting on a yoga ball. <laughs> and and then they all wear these tight, tight, thin things with the, with the thing all up their butt and everywhere because they know that that's what the men want and it's all ego. And they're using that so that they can feel better by tempting the man in that way because they're on the ego too. And then I have counsel with women uh, of whom name I would never mention, but they have told me that they're doing that online stuff and they make buku money. I had no idea how much money yeah. they make from that, man. And they make buku money and a whole lot of women are getting into it, but they say at the end of the day, end of the night, they're still lonely. They feel lost when they get home. They feel unworthy. They, it doesn't satisfy the real person. It doesn't satisfy their soul. It, it makes them feel good in the ego purpose, but they're still not free within. They're still lost and lonely and afraid, and it just doesn't do anything for them. But they use it for the ego purpose because the men are using them for ego purpose as well. Now, uh, how does where do things go wrong for women who get into that? Like, is is it uh, is it the father? Is it just you know not having that good relationship, or um, you know not all women do OnlyFans porn? Like, what what goes wrong in, in in a woman's mind to do something like that? It starts in the home when they were kids, because you have to re re remember or realize that this battle is a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. And the God below, Satan, is the woman's God. And the, and the God above is the man's God. And so what, what happened was when Eve, at one time she listened to her husband who listened to his father, right? And they had life. They did not know good and evil. They only knew good. They were not aware of evil. And so when Eve listened to the serpent, he became the woman's God and she could no longer listen to her father. And so she would turn away from Adam. And then when Adam finally listened to the woman, the woman became his God, and he could no longer listen to his father. And so that spirit of Eve, which is evil, is working through the woman even today. And then that spirit of Eve is controlling the man because the woman is the man's God. That's why women that's why men, when they are married or when they date and they break up with a woman, they feel like they lost their God. They feel like they lost their world. What would I do now? I can't make it. I need this, right? But but so it starts at home when the mother imposes her will on the children, boys and girls, because the mother recreated the, the girls in her image as well as she does the boys. And so it starts in the home. The moment you become angry at your mother, you take on her identity. You think like her, you feel like her, you're emotional, you have fear, you have anger. And then, uh, so it starts there. Then the father's too weak to protect the children from the mother because he has his mother identity 
and the woman that he married to is his mother. You become attracted to what you hate. And then so when you when you get married, you start the whole relationship thing over again, just like your parents. But if the father were to overcome his mother, and he won't be attracted to a woman like his mother. And when he does get married, if he get married, he'll be able to protect his children from the spirit of the woman. And then he would create a generation of love rather than hate. But the trauma happens in the home first with all men and all women around the world. And that's why God said that we must be born again. We must return to the father. We need to overcome that nature and have a, a and gain a new nature, which is of the father. You have to change your, your nature must be changed from evil to good. By the way, I see Frank sending a super chat and asked why he was banned. You're not banned, Frank. It might just be rumble chat messing up. Maybe log out and log back in or refresh. It should be fine. Um, now, um, I, I was going to ask you, you know, I've had some uh, relationship problems, <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh, what would be good advice, you know, based on all this? You know, it almost sounds like maybe you should <laughs> get in a relationship, right? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe you should be uh, solo. What, what is some good advice, though, if, if you're looking for a long-term partner? Um, I guess some things to look for in them uh, and some things to, to do uh, within yourself. I can promise you this. Without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. You should not look for, seek anything but a return to the Father. You should only seek the kingdom of heaven first so that you can overcome that fallen state. And once you find the kingdom, all things will be added unto you that you need because we don't know what we want. We don't know what we need, but, but we know that we're lost. Well, most people don't know that, but you're lost. And you should only seek the kingdom because if you see anything but the kingdom within, everything you find will destroy you. It is not the answer. We shouldn't be looking for anything but a return to the Father. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all things will be added unto you. And if it's meant for you to have a wife or for a wife to have a husband, it will be naturally added because life will happen by itself. We can't make life happen. If we try to make life happen, we're going to screw it up. Life happens on its own. It's already laid out. We need to let go and let it happen. So you shouldn't be seeking anything but the kingdom of heaven within. And inside of us, we have we already know everything that we know. We have everything we need. We have everything we will ever desire. But we gotta let it, we gotta live from within rather than living from without. Because as long as you seek without. It doesn't matter how much money you get, how many so-called friends and family members you get, how many women you get in your life, or how many women and men get in their life. You, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what color you are. You're still going to have anger and conflict. You'll be lost. You will still have fear. It's a spiritual thing, and you cannot solve spiritual problems with physical people, places, or things. We are a spirit created in the image of God. But because human beings are in a fallen state, rather than up here with God in the way they see things, they're out there looking outside for the answer. It's never going to work. So don't see anything. Do your practical stuff. Go to work. Buy some food. Don't compare yourself to others. Just live your life. And whatever is meant for you in life, nothing or no one can stop it. And it would be amazing. 
but you got to be willing to stand alone on the straight and narrow road. And the evil ones, the, because human beings are evil, they're going to try to stop you along the way because the, the darkness hate the light. But they won't be able to stop you if you are in the world but not of it. You must live from within and not without. So don't even look for that at all. Life will give it to you if that's what it meant for you to have. Now, this is kind of related on those last couple of questions. What if, what if you're raising some some young kids? Like, how, how would you um, prepare a son for the world? Or how would you prepare your daughter uh, for the world, I guess, to use both there? That's an amazing question. When you, when you return to the Father, all evil thoughts and evil feelings, because all emotions are evil. You can't have the emotion unless you have the thoughts first. All those things will be taken away from you. You would you will have a new nature, which is a perfect love. And just as the darkness would guide in your life, make you screw up your life, the light of God, goodness will guide you. And that working through you will be passed down to your children. And you will see how the guy to guide both your son and your daughter with perfect love. And they would never have to go through any of what you have had to go through as a result of being lost. But the light would guide you just as the darkness is guiding you when you're in a fallen state. We are not in control of our own life. We have never made a decision. We cannot make decisions. It's the decisions have always and will always be made for us. Either in that fallen state, it'll be made for you through evil, by the way of evil, or in the risen state, it will be made for you by the light of God. But we don't make decisions. We are influenced. But because we're blind, we think that we are making decisions and we're not. Human beings are incapable of making decisions. So the light will guide you if you overcome the darkness. Now, you know, I, I watch you myself and, you know, I'll see your clips on, you know, the, uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And I always see and I talk to you several times on this show and on your show, um, some about my personal stuff. And I always I always hear you talking this. And I think this is a guy who's very confident in himself. He's really peaceful. You're like you're always peaceful and, you know, you laugh and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you kind of have this calmness uh, about you that I don't really have, honestly. But uh, I'm always um, admiring it because I'm like, wow, this guy's just, you know, he seems to just uh, be able to handle anything and, and just has his own way and doesn't get thrown off course. Um, were you always like that? How did you come uh, to these realizations in life or, or did you did you have it pretty smooth the whole way through? When I was younger, I used to date a lot because I was the woman was my God as well. And and I would date a lot, but I, I would notice that it never gave me perfect peace. And then I would go to different churches looking for the answer, but the preacher never had the answer. They would say, oh, read the Bible, do this and do that. But it didn't work. And, and I would ask other older people, you know, how do you overcome this conflict? How do you overcome fear? How do you overcome being worried or lonely? And they never really had the answer. And I can honestly tell you, uh, one day, I, uh, 34 years ago, I finally asked God because I didn't know myself, right? I didn't really know myself. And most human beings don't know themselves. That's why they don't understand what's going on. So I finally asked God to let me see myself. My father just said, you know what? Let me see myself. And I forgot I ask, ask. And so one day I was up getting dressed and I had a quick second 
I saw that I had evil in my heart. It was dark, like a, a darkness I had never seen before. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that was in me. And then he caused me to realize that I resented my mother. I thought I loved my mother. I felt that emotional love. I thought I loved her. She physically wise, she did me well. They took care of me. But I realized she had tried to turn me away from my father because she resented my father. And when women resent the father, they turn the children away from the father. And when they turn the children away from the father, they recreate the children, boys and girls, their image, and they turn them away from God. And so I realized that, and I, and I knew that I had to forgive my mother. And I was at 38 at the time. And man, my mother came to California to visit her sister. And I was on my way over there to forgive her and fear overtook me. The hardest thing I ever had to do in life was to go to my mother and say to her, you know, I've been resenting you all my life and I didn't know it. And I realized now I resented you because you tried to turn me away from my father. And I understand now that you can help yourself because I couldn't help myself or have this anger and stuff like that. That's why you have to know yourself first. And when I forgave her, everything changed just like that. He truly, truly took away the spirit of fear and doubt and worry and insecurity and all that. And from that point forward, he's, he's giving me a renewed mind. My mind is clear now. And I'm able to live in the world, but not of it, meaning that I'm not affected by the outside world because my attention is on me, the inside world. And he has caused me to live from within rather than my thoughts and feelings, which are not my own, all thoughts are all lies all the time. And I understand that human nature is evil and that evil love keeping other people in hell with them. So I don't take anything personal because I understand now. And once you get an understanding, you won't be affected by the world around you. You'll be fine. Yeah, and you can honestly see it on you. You know, you say you you don't have worry and anxiety and all this stuff. I mean, you can. I think that's one reason people watch you, uh, because you can. It like comes off right. Like you, it, it's calming almost. Um, now let me and ask you: every human being that yeah. wants it, most people don't want it because most people love their hell, and they love trying to inflict their hell upon others because it feels like life to them, even though it's death. But a few people, men and women, they want out of their hell. And so when they hear, go and forgive your mother. Mother, I'm sorry for resenting you, for imposing your will on me, for turning me away from my father. I realize now you can help it. And God, don't ask for forgiveness, but you forgive them and God will forgive you. And then forgive your father for not protecting you from your mother. He couldn't help it either. He was afraid of your mama. And, um, God will forgive you, man, and you and you get on that straight and narrow path, and you travel that path alone, not with the crowd, because you can't take anyone on this path with you. You must stand alone. Another thing I realized that power, true power, is in the human being that can stand alone. The one that need a crowd, they have no power. They only have fear. That's why they need a crowd. They only have anger. But you got to let the anger go because anger is evil. And we let, that's why God said, trust no man with anger, man or woman, that an angry person is a murderer. They will turn on you. They will try to destroy you because their hearts are wicked. But have, once you forgive your mother, realize she can help herself and then forgive your father because he can protect you from your mother. 
you're going to be fine man it's going to be amazing amazing the life that you will have now, have you forgiven your mother i have yeah we talked about this yeah i actually oh, okay. actually i actually have done that now i don't have it all figured out uh just yet <laughs> in life but, but yeah i did i did do that uh um, are you doing the silent prayer I have been actually. I was watching that the other day. Uh, I usually go through and because I try to remind myself how to do it. But um, tell people about the silent prayer because I was watching that video about a week ago. Again, I've seen it many times, but uh, you kind of describe how to do it and feel it in your forehead and and kind of. Uh, the silent prayer is on my YouTube channel. The silent prayer dot video or rebuilding the man dot uh, rebuilding the man dot com slash video rebuilding the man dot com slash video. And what it does, you know how the Christians do all that hooping and hollering prayer. Oh Lord, yeah. let my mama have mercy on my daddy. Help, help him, Martha get well. Lord bless me. I'm so lonely for this. When they do that kind of prayer, they're praying to the devil, and that's why they never get help because they're praying to the devil. But with the silent prayer, God said to be still and know me. Let go. Stop overreacting. Stop overreaction so what the silent prayer does this is you this these are this is your imagination your thoughts right when your mother traumatized you you went into the thoughts trying to survive and then that thought world is nothing but hell there's no light there's no help and you you're like rolling around in a in a like a rat in one of those spin wheel things and the, the thoughts are giving you things to do and they seem to be giving you the answers but they're not the answer it's not the answer to freedom and then they, they allow you to see that was the wrong answer and then they'll give you another solution that's the wrong solution they tell you oh you need to get married you need to do this and none of it works and so what the silent prayer does i can't see me oh wait hold on uh hold on pull it back sorry i didn't mean to do that You're black. go ahead go ahead go ahead now, i'm now black but i'm not that black you um, <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry this is you and you're living in thoughts in your imagination right thinking that it's the answer but what the silent prayer does when you be still it, it brings you out of these thoughts and you start to observe them realize that wow those are not my thoughts it sounds like me it feels like it's me but it's not and especially when you go and forgive, God will forgive you. Some light will shine on this, and He will bring you out of those thoughts, and you'll start to observe those thoughts like you're watching a movie, and you will start to realize those are not my thoughts. Those things are driving me crazy. They make you feel good by telling you that tomorrow is going to be better or whatever. Somebody makes you feel good, and then as soon as you're feeling good, they give you something to bring you down. And as soon as you're down and out, worried, freaking out. They bring you back up. As soon as you're up, they bring you back down. After a while, you want to jump off a bridge, right? But when you come out of the darkness of thoughts, all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. When you start to come out of them, you start to observe them, and you realize that's evil. It was never me. Because the thoughts are in the body. They're not in you. But you have identified with them, calling them you, and you're taking on a false identity. But the light of God will bring you out of the darkness of evil. And then you start to just watch those thoughts as though you're watching a movie and you stop identifying with them as you. And the more you stop identifying with all thoughts, 
they become weak and then they disappear. They're taken away from you. Then you start to live a life of no thinking. Only practical thoughts, how to build a car, what house you want to buy, what you want for lunch. But you don't live in them anymore. You're now walking in the presence of what is right rather than an illusion of the imagination. There is no future and there is no past. The only thing that really is is, is right now, but the thoughts are about time. They make you think tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday. But if you live in the present, right here, right now, wherever your body is, keep your mind there, you will never have one problem. You will always be free no matter what is happening out there. You would not be moved by it, but you got to be still and overcome those thoughts. All thoughts are lies. They're evil. So the people can go to silentprayer.video or rebuildingaman.com slash prayer. And it's going to be hard at first for most people because they are so identified with thoughts and feelings. And they think that it's their identity. They think it's them. And that's a part of the illusion. The ego must die. And what is dying of the ego are thoughts, identities, the, the plans that you have that you think are yours. You must die of all false identities. You're not your thought. You're not your feelings and you're not your body. And those things must die and then you can live. And stop identifying with anything. Don't call yourself this. Don't call yourself that. Just live your life and it will be amazing. But you got to overcome all identities. You know, it's it, you said it there at the end. It's hard to, when you get into it, I've been doing it, uh, but it's, it's hard. I'm still, you know just starting kind of with it. Um, but you know, trying to silence your thoughts. Um, and, and when I, you know, started talking to you this summer and I've talked to you before, but really started listening to some of the stuff you said, um, you become a prisoner of your thoughts, uh, yes. really. And your mind's racing and it, maybe it's something good. You think it's going to happen. Maybe something bad <laughs> tomorrow's going to be great. Or you got this thing and it's, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And if yeah. you just stayed contained in the present, uh, and you know, you're here, you're healthy as far as you know, right? Like you're, if things are fine, you don't have to, um, the future hasn't even happened yet. Uh, I, right. I remember you talking to this guy and he was supposed to go to, he was upset that, um, you know, he might not go to this family member's funeral or something. And he was worried about what people were going to think. And you're like, well, they're not even dead yet. Uh, you know, why are you <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> why are you worried about that? That's not something you should be thinking about. And I yeah. laughed, but like, I can't say that I haven't had some wild, you know, you're thinking about two, three, four, five, <laughs> ten years down the future or longer. And it's like, well, yeah. that's so far away. You shouldn't be thinking of that anyway. Uh, but it's really common uh, for people to get in that. It is. And uh, only a fool think about tomorrow. Only a fool think about the past because they're thinking about something that doesn't even exist. They're thinking about illusion. And it's not them that's thinking. It's the spirit of evil that made a home in their imagination that's doing the thinking. But they identify with it and they call the thinking themselves. They say, I am thinking this. And I am thinking that. And they are not thinking that. They'll be influenced. And that's why you got to stop calling the devil I. Those are not your thoughts. Those are not your feelings. There's something that made a home in you and it is controlling you. And that's why when you think about tomorrow or yesterday or getting married or not getting married or getting divorced or not getting divorced, you can never make the right decision because you're listening to evil, thinking that is you making the decision. And it's just setting you up for another fall. 
you in law as you listen to the thoughts, you're never going to be free. But when you stop identifying with them by saying, I feel this way, I think this way, or that, those things will start to disappear. And you will finally get to know because when all identities disappear, then the true you will appear. And it's nothing like what you imagine. You don't even know the real you yet. You forgot. You used to know as a kid before your mama traumatized you. But once the the not you disappear, the real you would disappear and you will have heaven on earth. You don't have to wait to die. We have once to die and once to live. And the thing that's dying is the ego death. We personally, we never die. We can't die. Only the ego death, which is the false the false illusion of self and the illusion of life. Everyone that has anger is living in an illusion. It's not even real, but they think that it's real because they're in this darkness and they cannot see. What it's is amazing, it, man. It's amazing. What does it mean to know yourself? You said this earlier in the interview. It's supposed to be a debate, but we improvise here. Uh, I think it's been pretty huh. good. Um, but uh, what does it mean to really know yourself? To know that you to pay attention to the thoughts and the feelings, just really pay attention. That's why the silent prayer is about watching the non-you, the not you. All you have to do is to observe it. You know, uh, in the scripture it says, sit at the gate and wait for the king to come. And you sit at the gate looking for Christ to come through and you keep your eyes on the gate so you don't miss him coming through. Well, what you want to do is watch those thoughts. In the imagination, feel it. All you have to do is watch them, do nothing else about them. That's what the silent prayer is all about. And in watching them, the king will come in, which is the truth, which is the nature of God, which is perfect love, and it would destroy this phony king that made a, a, a home in your mind and thought. You have to watch the not you, and when you eventually it will disappear, then you will recognize the you. And the real you have perfect peace. You have no worries. You have no cares. You have no concern. You have no needs. All your needs are met. Everything is done. Evil has been defeated. It has been done. And you're already free, but you don't know it because you're living a life of illusion. And the devil tell you, oh, you need to get married again. You need a, a, a wife. You need children. It's telling women the same thing. And once you get the, the marriage, all you catch is more hell because now the husband and wife fighting. They both try to get more illusion. You don't love me. I don't love that. You don't love them. They're trying to get something from one another that they don't have to give. And that is love. They don't have love. Now you mentioned that, uh, I could follow up on that, but I won't, but let, uh, let me, <laughs> but, let what? Me, <laughs> but, but let me ask you, you kind of brought it up and I wanted to ask this question anyway, and you, and you f uh, finished it up there, uh, and kind of segued into it. what would you look for in a, in, in a, another partner, uh, if you were out there looking like how, how would you go about it? Especially these days with, the, we talked about porn and some of that stuff earlier, but what, what would you look for, uh, in a suitable partner or somebody who, who would be good for, for life? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you look for nothing. And when you stop looking and you get to know yourself, I promise you, you're going to see exactly what's going on in, in, in that person. She won't be able to hide it from you at all. But if you look for her and you're looking for this particular thing, you're not going to see. 
you only see it after you get it, and it's gonna be pure hell. You're not supposed to look for it. When a man and a woman date, they're just being themselves. They're not supposed to put on a front. They're not supposed to pretend to be something they're not. They're not supposed to be trying to please you or you trying to please them. You are supposed to just date and treat everybody the same. And then if it's meant for you to marry that person, you would know without a doubt. And that your, your marriage will last until death do you part. But if you go out there looking for something in particular, oh, I want a Christian woman. I want a woman that does this. And I want a woman that's going to do this. She's going to pretend to be that. And you're going to marry the devil. And it's not going to work. Don't oh, look for it. Yeah, no, you know, I, sh I should have thought you would say that, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> By the way, Tommy Sotomayor is in the chat. And um, so I think we might get him on here. Now, we, we've taken a little time anyway, but maybe we could – hopefully he could stay a little bit longer so we, at least we could talk with him a little bit. I don't know how much let time me, you have. Let me look at my schedule. I yeah, know I I got yeah, I don't know how much time you have, but uh, – But keep talking. Okay, okay. I'll keep talking. Uh, but he's in the chat. I sent him the link again uh, on Twitter. It's a Google Meet link. Uh, so you just need a YouTube account, basically, or a Google account uh, to get on there. Uh, and there he is. And I, I was supposed to get his number, but I never got it from him. Like, he didn't send it. I guess I should have bothered him more uh, about getting it. And then I, I just sent it on Twitter. So okay. i uh, got to be done by no later than 2.25. Okay, that's what. I have another appointment at 2.30 my time. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see if we can get him on here for uh, a little bit here uh, at the sure. end. Yeah. And I was, I was going to ask you, so, oh, I have a super chat, <clears throat> super chat question. Let me, let me get these in uh, before I forget if he pops in here. Uh, and this is for Jesse. Are all issues and angers always the fault of one's mother? Cag Mike said. Yes. In that it's her fault because she imposed her will on you when you were a kid. Go to college, go to the best schools. Learn this, learn that, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be a this, be a whatever, right? She imposed her will on you. And that happens to different situations, but it happens to every human being that's born through the woman. But as an adult, it becomes your responsibility. You are at fault if you don't overcome it. Because as an adult, you have to work on yourself. And once you work on yourself, you will see that it came from the mother. She couldn't help it. And you will forgive her and you'll be free. But it's definitely her fault, and every human being goes through it. And and uh, but it definitely, and it's not her fault. She can't help it because she doesn't understand the spirit of evil that's driving her too. That's why women are so emotional. They're evil, and it's not them, but it's the spirit of evil that's working in them, and they haven't gotten to know themselves, so they don't realize that's what's driving them. But as an adult, it's your fault. You can't blame anyone if you don't overcome it. All right, now there's another super chat here, uh, and this one's a little bit more um, uh, funny, I guess. He says, uh, Jesse, can you say Ozzy is beta? Handsome Crayon said that. Who? Can you say Ozzy is beta? I guess that's a friend of his. He lives in Australia. Oh. So yeah. I don't know. I yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah that's just no, what he said. I, I can't stand You don't have don't to. Yeah, you don't know what, him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got a what though, though. Uh, so at least you got that out of it. All right, now we'll see. Amazing. All right. So we'll does this make sense to you? The conversation we're having. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think we had a good conversation. Um, now hopefully we can get Tommy on here at, at, for a few minutes at the end. Um, like I said, that's uh, just a little 
uh, wire crossing there, I guess. Um, but uh, he black. He, bl he black. He is. But uh, <laughs> you can say that you're black. Uh, all right, now. Um, What's wrong with the black? <laughs> So maybe we'll talk about porn again. Oh, 